0: Hi, I'm Sean Katie. I'm Charlie Katie. And this is Higher Orbit.
1: Welcome to today's episode, guys. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Um, we're really excited to have our first guest on the podcast today. Um, he's a uh, founder of the first solventless hash rosin and soda that I know of anyways, and, uh, a really good guy, a good friend of ours and of the podcast. Welcome Matt Cherkis.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. That welcome. was a
2: heavy, uh, intro tune guys. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> had my head knocking. little, little face you know <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, set the vibe. Thanks so much for having me. Super excited to be here. I mean, you know, when your favorite store comes uh, calling and asks you to, uh, get on the podcast, uh, you get there, you know what I mean? Yeah, so man. really, really excited to to be here guys. So thanks for having me. That's thanks. amazing.
0: Thanks yeah. so much, man. Yeah, no. First, uh, first interview right from the shop, um, back at 821 Queen street West. Excellent.
1: Don't forget guys, follow us at higher dot, uh, higher orbit.ca, uh, is, is where we're at, at higher orbit on Instagram. Uh, and also follow the shop at cosmic shop um and she soda and she soda at she sure. soda?
2: sodas yeah
1: she sodas
2: yeah. plural there yeah, we yeah, go yeah. yeah
1: um i guess matt let's start with uh like where were you before cannabis and and what kind of drew you into it man in this crazy world that we're in
2: yeah you know um i love that question because anyone you ask it ha- like everybody has a fairly windy road mm. to how they got in the industry some people i guess more of a straighter than others but uh Uh, for myself, my history is, is in the uh, restaurant industry originally. Yeah. Came to Toronto to actually to open a bar with some pals and then. Accidentally opened a couple restaurants here. Um, Did that for a few years. Uh, The first one was a place called Yours Truly, which actually wasn't far from here. It was just like at Ossington and Dundas. Very cool. Um, And then we opened a little snack shop called AOK Foods, like right at Queen and Shaw. So like just down the street. Yeah. Damn, man. Yeah. Yeah. So um, did that for a few years uh, and then exited that um, industry uh, to jump into an opportunity with a company that my cousin was starting. Um, he's like a long time uh, product marketer and developer for Pepsi. His father, my uncle was the president of Pepsi Canada at one point and also the president of Pepsi Asia. So like deep, deep You had crowds. the recipes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, so it was really exciting for me because I got a crash course in beverage kind of from, you know, uh, some, some beverage wizards uh, for sure. But I was handling, since I had, like, the network of um, my peers with restaurants, cafes, bars, that kind of stuff, um, we launched a craft soda initially called Just, and so I handled the food service side of our um, sales, and then John was the big box stuff. So I had, like, ultimately about 50 accounts in Toronto of sort of high-end bars, cafes, Etc. That we were selling the soda, so I was servicing those just out of the back of my Volvo. No way. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and then at the same time, we were in like every grocery store in Canada uh, of the big chains. So it it was great because it, I sort of learned how to build a distribution network organically, kind of from the ground up on the street level with what I was doing, but also got to learn about distributing to you know through a distribution company to bigger retailers, and uh, ultimately that's kind of the way that we work with the OCS. So mm. it, it was a really, really great set of experience just on interacting with category managers at individual stores, what they want out of like a pop-up, that kind of stuff. And then also how you deal with sort of big distributors like we deal with the OCS. So um, yeah, really great knowledge there. And then uh, around 2017, John's a big cannabis fan, as am I. So we started to look at um, how we could exist in the bev- the cannabis beverage space. That's amazing. Um, was... Yeah. We were looking all the way from like buying our own um, bottling facility. Uh, this is before the regs came out that said you couldn't have a shared, like you can't make cannabis drinks and non-cannabis drinks in the same place. Of course, uh-huh. the sky would fall, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that would literally lead to the downfall of our uh, society, the, <laughs> you know, the children, I think. Would... When did that change? Um, geez, I think 2018 <clears throat> they clarified that reg, and so then, you know, us wanting to produce our non-cannabis soda and cannabis soda in the same place—that opportunity, kind of. That's great, man. I had no went. idea you were in hospitality. I didn't. I don't know if you know this, yeah, but once cool. upon a time, me and
1: Charlie both have a hospitality yeah. background oh, here in I, Toronto. Yeah, I actually went to George Brown. Oh, cool. Culinary management. Cool. Actually I have happened. to
0: work tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. There you go. Charlie's yeah. still in the industry, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know.
2: Um yeah so you know we start looking at the space um I had a bit more time to sort of do the networking in the cannabis in the, the nascent cannabis industry um myself so I started to get out there talk to companies who you know from like a supply standpoint also a manufacturing standpoint um and just like at that time fellow right, we got to time out apparently the time out for one second
1: And we're back with Matt Cherkis, some cheese sodas after some technical difficulties. Here we go. Welcome back, Mac. Uh,
2: Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. You know, so we start looking at manufacturing facilities, and I'm starting to get to know people in the industry. Um, and actually, during that time, I ran into these guys who run a great um, or ran a great legacy brand called EP Infusions. Um, saw their stuff at the Green Market in Kensington. Um, Yeah. And, uh, they had a really beautiful little drink, um, super tasty. So I got pretty excited by that. And then they have these amazing chocolate, uh, products. And so reached out to them, started talking about maybe partnering with them, um, and just got a bunch of their chocolate in my house. And, uh, the reason that's relevant is because, um, I, uh, what really like solidified my sort of like love for cannabis was during this point, uh, I, I suffer from something called, um, uh, cluster headaches. I have that as a result of just having a bunch of concussions when I was a kid and like not knowing how to take care of them basically. So it's like, it's like migraines on steroids basically. Fuck. So, uh, and the crazy thing about those headaches is like the cluster is the period of time that you are prone to having them and you have them a couple times a day. And so for me, that'd be like three weeks. So I'd basically have to just like shut down my life for three weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, tried all different kinds of treatments, all different kinds of medicine and the the shitty thing about clusters is they kind of the cluster starts and stops on its own. Okay. So like I'd go to a chiropractor one time and be doing that till the end of the cluster and I'd think that Figures was the solution, it. right? So mm-hmm. it's hard to figure out that that's what's even going on. So anyways, long story short, tried a bunch of medicine, nothing ever touched the pain and I'm in a particularly bad cluster during this period that I'm talking about where I'm EDP mm-hmm. and I have some of their like chocolates. super high CBD chocolates just kicking around my house and I'm like, well, I had tried cannabis for it before but just smoking a joint um, so I got a bunch of CBD down and for the first time, like something was mitigated Reduced. the pain, like it literally in that instant changed wow. my life. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Yeah. So then it was like, okay, I'm all in, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: saw the power of the plant. And yes. You're yes. committed. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause well, nothing, right. nothing had, had helped before. And so, you know, it doesn't like cure it, but it definitely helps me manage it to a point where, you know, I don't have to like close up shop for, for a couple of weeks. Do you only consume like, like by edible forms or do uh, no, you also I, like, I smoke as well. You smoke as well. Um, yeah. And and that's just out of like uh curiosity. Like I'm, I'm, I love to go down rabbit holes of like craft and sort of what's behind anything. How does anything sort of like come to market? How do you make it? What are the decisions Good you products. make? Exactly. Yeah. Seeing I, that come. I, I yeah. love, I just needed the in and to the, that side of cannabis to sort of like latch onto and then start to learn all about it. I, I could tell from afar, obviously that's going on sort of in the background with that. Right. Mm-hmm. I just hadn't had access to it. So, um, I start talking with, uh, a publicly traded cannabis school. They were, they eventually were public. This company called Pasha brands, um, from BC, just from like a supply <clears throat> standpoint. Um, and started to kick some ideas at them of how a company like theirs uh, could be successful and sort of stand out in the beverage space when um, Cannabis 2.0 happens. And uh, they liked the ideas so much that they brought me on to create a beverage program for them. So I <clears throat> left um, the previous company and on their dime got to fly all over North America and meet everybody making cannabis drinks in the States at the time, all the emulsion suppliers, uh, you know, manufacturers. Was this the the company? No. Yeah. Is this when you met Charlie? Ultimately, ultimately, that's sort of down the road. Hmm. Um, So yeah, we, we, I identify a a co-packer for us here, like a manufacturing partner here in Canada. we make a bunch of cool partnerships with my friends who had functional beverage brands like loop juice. um, And then we signed a, an LOI with station cold brew, Going to do all these crazy functional uh beverages um and uh fast forward sort of a year of all this development and and networking and stuff and unfortunately pasha the the bottom kind of fell out of the public cannabis market at the time it took them way longer than they wanted to to get their rto done okay they just weren't capitalized to kind of do all the other stuff, you know, and drinks was one of them. So, luckily, they were nice enough to let me sort of take myself, everything I've been working on, um, over to a licensed manufacturer called uh, Level Up Infusions. That's where we developed the kombuchas. Okay. Yeah. What makes the cannabis... Cata- I mean, sorry, the, m- apologies,
1: the, um, the beverage category is so difficult to break into because I've heard this brought up a lot yeah. before that like, is the margins just aren't there? Is it the, the volume, like in your well, opinion?
2: Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there and I, I, honestly, I'm excited to be on the podcast because I've got kind of some hot takes about yeah. the category Give itself, us the hot takes.
0: Uh, Hit us logo.
2: And some assumptions that we leaned heavily on, um, in the run up, like we made a lot of decisions about sheesh, uh, like kind of betting on. Some of our like divergent ideas about about how the ca- how cannabis is actually sold in Canada and in consumed, drinks. And, yeah. So yeah. I'm excited to bounce that off you guys who are doing that every day and seeing if you're seeing this with your customers. And now that you've even got sheesh in store, right? Woo! I do have in store. Man.
1: I actually have one <laughs>
2: conveniently right here, and I'm going to
1: segue into that and put that right in the uh yeah,
2: fantastic in the uh, shots later. So okay, I guess we're we're getting right into hot takes. <laughs> yeah, um, I like it. Uh, So yeah, you got, correct me if you think I'm wrong about any of this as, as we're moving through it. But um, for me, the category, uh, everyone talks about how small it is, all the challenges. Yeah. And there, those definitely exist. But to me, those presented um, opportunities are opportunities. Yes, exactly. Uh, I think the cannabis beverage category was one of the only categories left that was sort of ripe for the type of disruption that, um, thankfully it looks like we've achieved. Uh, and to me, that start that starts from its inception. Um, when you look back at the category, it's been primarily curated by um, al- ex-alcohol executives, right? Yes. Um, and they for the most part, their priorities are replacing beer, kind of replacing that consumption occasion and bringing those customers who are sort of they're seeing leave um, alcohol less people are to drinks, right? Yeah, um and that, like, Drinks are the vehicle for that. I've seen it happen, you know, we've I've seen it happen in person. Less hangover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely perfect for bringing sort of the novice consumer over. Um, but the priorities that those people had, I think, are slightly out of whack with who the actual uh, demographic of people are that are spending the lion's share of time in dispensary, actually buying cannabis products in a meaningful amount. So examples of that are like, um, they were obsessed with onset. You guys have probably heard about nano emulsion. Mm-hmm. How quickly does the, does the effect take place? I want to ask you about that later. That's for sure. <coughs> yeah. The so, soda. so the, the way you achieve that is just, um, whatever process, proprietary process you're using to sort of break the cannabis oil down into little droplets. mm mm-hmm. You do more of that. This is an oversimplification, but you do more of that um, to make them smaller. The smaller they are, the uh, f- easier they pass through different like barriers in your body.
1: Liver processes them quicker. and, so, stuff and like But
2: some of them even skip your liver, okay. um, which is an interesting topic, right? If you get them small enough. Um, but usually, I haven't seen an emulsion tech where uh, the, the more you do that to achieve faster onset. So y- you talk about a measure of the size of... Um, the droplet of the oil. When you get down to the really low nano stuff, uh, it, it there's flavor implications. Like,
0: oh, I, I believe it too. Yeah. I feel like some of the rapid drinks feel a little less strong. So they must skip my liver at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, so ah.
2: it's, like, it's like we need faster onset. So what and making the droplet smaller does is t- uh, just dist- like t- THC distillate, sonicated distillate is just bitter on its own already, right? Yep. And so when you make it, when you do more of that process, it imparts more bitter flavor. It's going to hit your palate.
1: More of those molecules are hitting exactly. your, your That's tongue the last part. all at the same time, right? Yes.
2: There's more surface area. So it's just, it. they literally chose to make their drinks taste worse to have it like five minute better onset. Mm. And so, um, yeah, it's just, there's so many examples all the way along of kind of having the, I feel like the wrong priority. Um, right. so, so it's like, let's make a worse tasting drink because onset like is all that matters or I'm putting my cannabis in a, in a seltzer because zero sugar is kind of where everything else is trending. But that means my emulsion has to be clear and you make it clear by making the droplets smaller and you make it more bitter. Right. Got it. So. <clears throat> no first, wonder
0: so many drinks taste like bad. <laughs> it yeah. It makes a yeah. lot more sense now, Matt. Things are. But that's, salinoid. that
2: was a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for me, every time, you know, when we formulated drinks at level up, it was like, I would challenge any consumer to identify a 10 minute onset versus literally like versus a 15. Um, but they'll definitely tell you if their drink tastes like shit or not. You yeah, know what I exactly. Mean? It's like how it's
0: so important.
1: Yeah. Are uh, there different like challenges in the process when we're talking about
2: emulsifying TC Distillate versus the solventless hash rosin that you chose to use? Well, luckily, we work with, um, in my humble opinion, the best, um, emulsion tech, uh, supplier in the world. Uh, they're called Vertosa. They're from California, just okay. a fantastic group of, of people down there, super passionate about cannabis generally, but also sort of like advancing the category. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they, they nailed it on the first try with, um, with our live rosin input. And it was the first time they'd even Wow. Attempted to. Yeah. No yeah. Way. We, we It kind of went like that for us. Who, uh, who watched yours. it for you? I, I, I never I remember. Final Bell. Final, Final Bell, Bell did yeah. watch it for you. Okay, nice. cool. Great. So that is like my favorite part about this is like, um, you know, and like apologies to my friends who fit this description, right? I got a lot of pals who are <laughs> ex and current alcohol execs. Okay. Sheesh is what happens when weed people make a drink not drink people mm. trying to make weed yeah like i love it um, i like th- it that's yeah. literally what happened like there's love for cannabis and for um whatever every other part of making like the the cherry juice that's in there we get it from a place called uh, cherry lane in, in niagara they love cherries you know what i mean seven eight uh, seven farms down grew the cannabis they love cannabis they they grew it well they've had a ton of experience you know so We've got the best weed we can. Then you give it to Final Bell, who obviously know what they're doing. There's kind of like love all the way through this thing, and people excited for this product to exist. And I'm just so happy that the result. I can is... smell the aroma. It tastes it really good.
1: It actually, I've never actually poured it in a cup before, and like actually, like I can smell the. I enjoy it. Like it's it's ever so slight, but it just goes so well with the Niagara cherry juice and, and yeah, natural
2: sugar. And, and so I guess back to the to the category, like yes. I feel like what has happened up till now, and I'm not trivializing any of this, like making uh, distillate based anything taste good is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, what's happened up till now is like everyone is trying to out drink each other uh, with different drink value propositions. And again, none of these are are easy to achieve, but that could be something like zero sugar, right? or this tastes just, this tastes just like a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but in every case, even with these like beautiful kombuchas we made uh, at level up we did these amazing um, uh, juice shots with loop um, that were all upcycled produce just like
0: oh yeah we had those we yeah. had those yeah, they're
1: uh,
2: delicious yeah beautiful beautiful nice products but it's like the drink part is the complicated like differentiator and then they just shoehorn THC in there in distillate form or maybe a little bit of CBD as well, right every time. So like, that uh, is exciting to little tiny subsections of the cat of customers in the category. Each one, someone who wants a beer, someone who wants low sugar, but there's no like cannabis part of it to get excited about. So for us, uh, we designed it from the ground up to be the butt, your bud butt tender's favorite drink, right? Because mm. we have transparency on this is who grew the weed. Like I'm going to go up to the farm and introduce you to them. I'm going to show you us like planting cannabis. We're going to go to the, to see it washed and there's transparency like all the way through. So for me, that's kind of what's lacking, what has been lacking in the category and what's kind of like left it, the door sort of open for us to no marketing budget, no, no data plans, nothing like that. Just kind of like get in there and resonate with cannabis lovers. Um And to me, that's also an important distinction. I I think the, demographic or demographics that these beverage companies have sort of been gunning for, uh, previous to us, they're trying to run before they can walk. So right. it's like,
0: they think they know what they're doing. They, they think,
2: yeah, but, it, like, but the typical way you look at this kind of stuff is like, okay, what, uh, what do women of this age group like, what kind of products do they consume? How are we going to service them? What are people of this age group like? And for me, it's like, back way up. You're, 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 if I think you're doing it wrong, if your demographic isn't cannabis lovers.
0: Right. They don't have the data on that. Yeah. So it's (laughs)
1: trying to capture too much of the demographic, like not knowing who's a cannabis, that actual cannabis consumer is. Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
2: I'm saying that they have a fundamental misconception of who they're of who's actually in dispensaries, buying products in meaningful amounts. And, I like to subdivide cannabis uh, lovers as my demographic. And so it's like how and delight them in in as many groups of them as I can. So
0: you're not going to get them all. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So what are,
2: what are their, what are their priorities? And, and it's across age, it's across gender. It's like, do they like convenience? Do they like taste? Do they like smell? Do they like effect? Like how can we best serve as many like parts of that Venn diagram, but of cannabis lovers. Right. Hmm. Um, Because the the other demographic is just, it's just not there. And there's not a good way to even reach people outside of the store. Like, guess who's in the demographic I'm talking about? You guys, every bud tender in Canada, you know what I mean? Everyone who loved cannabis before legalization and will continue to love it after. It's my contention that that's most of who you're seeing in the store. But organically, that'll help you sell it right yeah
0: well the products that are good at the end of the day I value, so and sell. that, that <laughs> i think that well yeah that's been important in this industry so far yeah right? so that's why they're throwing a lot of money at bud tenders now right absolutely yeah. so yeah. so
2: to me it's like everyone is fighting to influence the bud tender and it's here's a frisbee here's a t-shirt you know and marketing right like yeah. giving
0: them lots of free weed yeah <sighs>
2: well that's it, no that's what you should be doing that's what that's what <laughs> everyone
0: that's what yeah. i mean by throwing money at throwing butt money. Buttenders. Buttenders.
2: but i thought let's just make a product that they're excited by fundamentally (laughs) you know and luckily i think there hasn't really been anything yet that lets bud tenders people who love cannabis kind of grab onto the cannabis part of the product and select the way they do in every other category right Right. in in edibles and uh pre-rolls and whatever
0: well i'm I'm interested to hear your opinion on that because so there's obvious like implications of uh, like alcohol beverage on like the development of the category. Mm-hmm. But what do you think like that'll look like as it develops, let's say down the road, you know, how much bigger can we get with it? What reach does it have? You th- you were saying like, you think that it's, it, obviously your drink is mm. specific, but do you think we could target a broader market with like the more advancement of those drinks?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. and 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 what I think is gonna, like the solventless category, you mean, Charlie, you yeah. see that kind of grow. And
1: um, I think that's what you meant, I guess. Yeah, yeah I for saying. sure. Yeah.
2: And no, it's an important thing to talk about because, um, you know, uh, th- I'm so happy to see this. Obviously, we're happy to see the success of the drink, but just to see the sort of like wild um, reception of this, to me, uh, and this is not from a point of ego it's more like proves a point of like where the category should head, how product development should head um, because like I said, no data deals, no uh, marketing budget and we're already in the like top 10 drinks in Ontario in like a month and a half right so you know surprise surprise you give people who love cannabis good cannabis they're gonna respond to it so I just want to see everybody push in that direction you know it doesn't have to be, Super high quality, and I, I should point that out too. It's not like a gatekeeping thing. It doesn't have to be super premium, um, but I think you should always be trying to delight the um, cannabis user. And and to me, if you're not using, like, you're kind of wasting the full potential of the plant if you're not doing your best to capture as much of the things it offers you as possible, right? And that's taste, smell, effect, also the opportunity to interact with the people who grew it, and and then now that we figured out that this works, think about the possibilities of flavor pairing of a, a dialing in like an exact strain specific effect. Like, I love that. Actually. It, it just cascades. Right. And, and the rosin is so tasty that you can, you can just make these incredibly complex drinks that are tastier and more complex because of the cannabis. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the potential of that is just like endless. I feel. Does, um,
1: is there any like, Food in particular, so I, I had to stop you there because yeah. I'm a food guy too. And you said pairing, and is there any like food in particular you think really pairs well with your hash soda? Is there? Oh a- man, um, I'm typically eating a lot of candy. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> okay. okay,
1: okay, candy. Okay, <laughs> I mean it is yeah. a treat. A cheese, I guess something sweet. You want like I guess it would go great with a burger, man. Like something salty, yeah. something yeah. salty. Yeah, would yeah. Say absolutely. Anything yeah. I, you know, yeah,
2: some barbecue. That some kind sort of, of barbecue thing. would be yeah. great
1: Get in the summertime. Yep. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Sorry to hit you with that question. I was, I was about on no, top no, of my mind. Like <laughs> Reminder, guys, you can follow us at Higher Orbit. We're also at CosmicCharlie's.shop. Matt Circus on the podcast, um, at Sheesh Sodas. That's at Sheesh Sodas.
0: And we are back at the shop, Matt, Sean, Welcome talking bevvies, talking hash, yeah,
2: soda,
1: colas, <laughs> deliciousness.
2: Yeah. Um, I wanted to I touch on what we were talking about a little bit before, just just before we move off it, about sort of growing the category. Yeah. Um, something that's been so cool to see, uh, is you know the the a lot of our customers posting their reviews uh, and stuff on, on Instagram, sort of showing their haul from the shop. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, something that I'm seeing that I haven't seen really before with any other drink. And, and we're hearing this from retailers like you guys is, uh, you know, the, the, the basket when they get home and they take the picture of it, it's almost always like a full spec gummy, a hash infused pre-roll, even like some, uh, hash products and our drink. And so we're hearing sort of for the first time, um, that type of consumer, um, is adopting a drink and like really getting into it. So, you know, that's really important because I think up till now the sales data is showing that the category, at least in Ontario, is not really growing, um, as a whole. Hmm. There's just more products sort of snipping off their like new slices of it. There there aren't, there aren't like, it's growing a little bit, but it's not like really, yeah, exactly. Hmm. So, um,
1: I think this is like the education piece is starting to really kind of, Show, pay off for, for, for we feel like as retailers, yeah, anyways, yeah. That like that piece, it's been so frustrating because other people don't want to hear it. But more and more, like you said, they're asked, people are asking for solventless. Yep. they're asking for strain specific edibles. You know what it I mean? I've never seen that before. It's going to take time, but I've just, it's definitely something we've been seeing, Matt. So I think it's part of the success you've had, definitely, man. Uh, it's just perfect timing for for that too, as well. And, um, yeah. um you know, Being one of those first products and making first to market and making that impression, I think is going to pay dividends for you, man.
2: Yeah, we've had all kinds of uh, good timing. I mean, like in the last, what was the last six months when we started to be allowed to give out, like tech actually allowed to give out infused samples, right? So, you know, we were able to pre-sell with actual infused product, which is, we're probably one of the first drinks that. Pre-sales? Yeah, like like I, I walked into your shop before the OCS before you could order it and put one of these on your, oh, on that's your right. desk, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing sells drugs better than free drugs. So, Fuck
1: yes. yeah, yeah, perfect
2: man. timing. It just like was a, was a, was rocket fuel for the for the launch here with the OCS. So, what Lots was working
1: like with the OCS like? Like uh, I don't know, compared to say other or other. You know, government monopolies in this country. I guess
2: um, I think uh, we're lucky to have a great uh, category manager in in beverage. Um, Danielle does a great job. Her her background, uh, she, she was a buyer for like a sort of high end wellness e commerce site. Um, bought a lot of my pals' functional drinks mm-hmm. and. Um, really understands, like, it was nice to get on the call with her initially when we were pitching the kombucha or whatever and not have to explain what a kombucha is. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, so she understood, understands that and sees the sort of potential for the category and is, is really well versed in like the more like functional drinks and stuff. And I think that's where the category is, is also headed. headed. Yeah. Minors and dialing in that functionality. CBD. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: You know, um, there's, there's a big, like, gap i think in cbd drinks in my opinion yeah like there's yeah. not
1: many at all Wait. and i i wonder it's because they pay the same per milligram as the thc
2: am i wrong uh, Matt? Uh, i heard that uh, has something
1: to do with, i was like how come you don't do a cbd yeah. drink and they're like ah oh, we got to pay the same tax as thc
2: not tax said, um your 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 taxes like your duty is kind of based on how much thc is in your product okay uh, but the uh, emulsion itself costs the same essentially per milligram to for um, CBD okay. to, to THC, depending on who you're getting it from. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see. So where... the emulsion is the most expensive aspect of making a drink then? Uh, it depends what your ingredients are, but typically, yeah, your cannabis mm. is going to be uh, three to four cents a milligram, uh, okay. basically, like finished emulsion. Right. Um yeah, on the distillate side, anyways. Uh, but yeah, that, I'm excited to see the category go that way too. And it, it's just going to take, like, on the CBD side. Yeah, CBD,
0: gonna, I think is it's huge.
2: just going to take more consumers getting more familiar, like tr- having different experiences and uh, uh, with different drinks, and so. Um, what I like about C B D in a formulation is it makes it um, uh, or sorry, at least a, a distillate formulation is it kind of tamps down the, the THC effect, like of kind course. of mellows makes it, it out. Very right? chill. Makes yeah. it much more sessionable, which I think is important for the You
0: can have a couple. Yeah. yeah. The
2: audience that we were talking about, all the uh alcohol execs like trying to grab Stop like that. Alcohol. That type of product is for them, right? So I, I like like, you know, at least five to one CBD to THC. And then you can just crush those like, yeah, right?
0: super chill,
2: but uh. you have to try a just THC distillate based drink versus a THC distillate based drink. That's been like punched up with CBD to, to know the difference. You know, for me, when I agreed, when I drink a, a distillate, just THC distillate drink, all I get is kind of heavy eyelids. I'm a little tired, a little spacey. There's no like mood elevation. Right. There's no body. Big burnout. Like what we
1: Big do. Big burnout I find. Today, yeah, yeah.
2: So, so you can't really stack them, you know, but it's interesting because the the you got to do a lot of education to get the consumer to understand that, like, the perfect drink for a novice, in my opinion, is like 2 milligrams or 2.5 milligrams THC and, like, 20 CBD. Yeah. Um, but that's a heavy lift. And it's so hard to do because of uh, how restricted we are with marketing and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's kind of what's holding people back from really, like, diving in on that. But that being said it's kind of the only direction that someone who's working just with a distillate based drink can go in terms of innovation. So I think in the next year we'll see um, some like really high CBD uh, drinks or really high, cool. like combo. as
0: long as it doesn't taste bitter, as long as it doesn't yeah. taste bitter. Bitter. On that. No, hit- no,
2: you can, I mean, like uh, there's a lot of great drinks that, that use distillate that, have the taste great. Vertosa is really good at, at dialing in the, the flavor profile. Like
0: that's your partner, right?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. But they work with like sweet justice and collective projects, uh, basically, uh, which in my opinion, the team are all, of winners. all super tasty drinks, yes. right? That was kind of the new shelf of flavor is when people that's got the to top start working shelf. with Vertosa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Again, it's like a development more refined.
2: Yeah. Like Well, they just they're great um because they have in the US there was like this big boom and continues to be a big boom with CBD uh beverage, right? And that's like outside a dispensary. Those are sold in regionally in corner stores even yeah yeah circle k sells quattro you know what i mean wow. um, gas but, stations et yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah but high-end grocery all that stuff it's all kind of regional um but because they're in california and they're sort of leading that space they've just had the opportunity to put their emulsion in everything every type okay. of formulation every package every pasteurization profile and so they've like and they would describe it this way too they've sort of fallen over every hurdle that there is and most other emulsion companies don't even know those hurdles exist It'll uh, fall on your so, face a couple of times yeah. before
1: you can figure it out. It makes
2: sense. Yeah. So it's like almost not a fair comparison to to a company that just like developed some emulsion technology in Canada has just been putting T, like THC distillate in seltzers or something, right? Like they just have not tried to put it in a kombucha or pasteurize it a certain way or whatever. So Vertosa has just done all of that. So they're, they're really great Dominating. At, at dialing in. Yeah. And those products I mentioned like taste amazing, you know? Um, so it's not impossible to do with distillate. You're just like fighting against it. Um, mm-hmm. From a taste po- profile standpoint,
0: from- I wanted to circle back to something you said earlier, and that was that um, you were able to get some drinks just to kind of veer into a different topic. Sure. Um, and it's about the regulations and working with these guys. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested that to, too. So
1: you go first, and then I'll. I got a question about regulation. And- well,
0: to hear about you know something like that changing, and kind of even to tie it into what you were saying about um, different occasions yep. and whether or not you think. A something like the change of the milligrams is a huge, uh, I guess, barrier for yep. you know I beverages or edibles them. as a whole, and then also yeah. even more so, um, about whether or not like CBD beverages, for instance, should be like the states where they should sell everywhere. Like, would that be good for the industry as a whole? Anyways, maybe.
2: Yeah. Okay. Let's do the first one. But
0: that's a couple of big ones. So that um, first
2: um, the the dose uh, certainly would help. The category. Um, I think ultimately say we could even do a 25 milligram drink. There'd be a ton of customers for that. I think ten is still going to ultimately be the like best-selling dose. I of. agree,
0: which is um, yeah, yeah, maybe contrary to people's beliefs. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, there's, there's. I was just trying to jump in on that. Yeah, like the milligrams per can argument versus the should be able to buy. I six guess the pack. price oh, micro yeah. session and yeah. get more of a discount to because yeah. I agree. I'd rather grab a six pack and go. Sure. So Probably then that's like a matter that of price of, though. Then
0: coming down, which
2: yeah, yeah, and that's. Uh, that's that's kind of something interesting about, about Sheesh and how we were able to price so competitively. Um, almost everybody in Canada, if they're working with one of the big emulsion suppliers, kind of sits on a shelf of, of cost. Uh, they have to buy the emulsion, the like emulsified oil from whatever extraction company said emulsion company has an agreement with. Uh, And that you don't get cheaper on that really. It's like, whatever that costs, whatever's going into it, you have no other choice, but to work with the two or three sort of big emulsion suppliers. So you can't really, you can't really like tune in your cost of goods. Uh, You're sort of on the same playing field with everybody. So everyone's paying three cents, four cents a milligram, unless you're vertically integrated, you have your own emulsion, that kind of thing. Um, What's cool about us is we can control the cost of our cannabis, like further back on the supply chain. So I'm, always shopping. Yeah, but. yeah. I'm always shopping for better deals on fresh frozen. And luckily it's a buyer's market right now. Very cool. Um, so, you know, a- and having some pals that have some great hash companies like Scott Walters over at big, like I can kind of snip off what they're buying at that, at that volume, or he'll wash something really small for me or something like that. Got it. So we can be really aggressive on our, on our, uh, the cost of our cannabis. Um, because Vertosa, uh, exclusively for us and thank you ben and harold for they they uh do a custom emulsion for us so we're like the only people they'll toll for um so i can get if i can get a better deal on my cannabis and um a better deal on having it turned into uh rosin then my my cannabis cost can actually be like it was probably on par with um going to this drink with what you would pay from Bertosa just for uh for distillate
1: very interesting. Yeah, and we've it, only
2: got more efficiencies to grow on that, right? So, final bell wash. You told me that. Who grew the input? Uh, seven farms so, down. Yeah, yeah. Seven farms, I yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seven seven farms, farms down. I missed that. Seven farms. My bad. So like it's cherry good. cherry chem dog from those guys. It's uh, the the crosses star cab, uh, Chem dog. Amazing. Yeah,
1: they do good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They work. I think they they Coulsons. They wash something and they did something with them too. Yeah, yeah. They're they're yeah. known. I know. Yeah, there's a farm.
2: few farms that have like really leaned into the fresh frozen thing. Uh, and something cool, uh, that we're looking to do is like, we can do collabs with growers. So, um, we're looking at doing some limited time offer stuff like in, you know, we'll do 10 or a thousand cases or 2000 cases, number the cans, and it'll be like a collab with a grower co-branded product. Yeah. And you'll get to see us follow the cannabis, like from planting all the way through to washing and Dude, uh, yeah, it's gonna be some fun. Sheesh, stuff. times Cosmic Charlie Soda. Yeah, yeah man, let's <laughs> yeah, chat. yeah. But like, that's the that's what's so exciting, right? Like, I can the the plant the it, the expression, and you guys know this. It can be from batch to batch, from grower to grower. Like the tiniest variable can change the way it expresses, right? Mm-hmm. That, um, and people are better or worse at at controlling that, you know. And then there's great brands of hash, great brands of flour that are based on like. Generations of you know hunting and you know all of that amazing like craft behind it.
1: You can really go down the rabbit hole. Oh
2: yeah, that, yeah. And we're the only drink that can lean into that. You know yeah. what I mean? And le- yeah. and leverage that for like a better experience. Um. So, I'm uh, kind of getting back to something I wanted to talk about before, but like, we are in my mind, anyways finally i think establishing what a cannabis beverage experience can be sort of as a singular thing not as an analog for beer not like there's stuff that cannabis the way we work with it can an only cannabis can achieve in a drink
0: a true beverage experience yeah, yeah like that,
2: that 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 type of um variation but it's all based on the like craft behind the growing and the processing right and so i love to that me story. It, yeah it's just exciting like working with these great og hash people which has been such a cool experience like getting this going that community and that part of the community at least ontario has been so welcoming to us like yeah um yeah i think uh where are you number one hash
1: soda in ontario where are you guys going next where are you launching next oh i think you had big news for us didn't you? we'll tell
2: you that after the break (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: Welcome back to the show everybody here with matt shirkus with she sodas what's up he's about to tell us some some big news man spicy some yeah. spicy news he's got for us this is a
2: world premiere guys
1: Woo. <laughs> let go let
2: go uh no we're we're really excited we just um confirmed a listing out in alberta um, <laughs> uh, yeah, headed out headed out headed out west uh Likely late May, uh, we're going to launch there. So um, I'm All going you out.
1: Listeners in Alberta, look out! Exactly.
2: Retailers, DM me. I want to. I want to. I want to chop it up with you. Let's. Uh, let's. Are talk you traveling history. out there? Yeah, I'm actually headed out next week. Um, there's uh, kind is doing like a, a Calgary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. Funny enough, they just changed the rules to allow us to do infused sampling out there just in time Excellent. for me to as well. So, gonna bring some sheesh out and and uh, you know kind of hand them out there. And then um, there's a conference end of May, kind of around when I expect we'll be launching that. I think we're gonna activate that, and they've got this huge sampling section set up. I'm excited for that this year in Ontario too. Like, the way okay. these guys are running it, there's, like, a whole, uh, like, for all three days of the conference. Kind Toronto? Uh, no, sorry. this uh, it's, I think it's called Grow Up that we're going to go do. The Grow Up uh, Conference. I've heard yeah. of that. Yeah. And, and typically that one is more, um, you know, for lack of a better term, like, dirt salesman and and, uh, and, and lights and stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah, more right behind-the-scenes yeah, kind of guys. And, like, yeah, nutrient so, salesmen. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. But now that this rule changed in Alberta, they're really leaning into the sampling, and they've got a bunch of cool brands uh, that are going to be – it's, like – all day during the show. If you're a retailer or a bud tender, you can just walk into this section and come chill with us and have some drinks on the floor. All right. Retailers,
1: bud tenders, look out, Matt's coming your way next week. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So, uh, couldn't be more excited about, about getting started there. And then, um, I, I can't, Tell you right now, but we'll come back and talk about it. We're just getting started developing a couple of new flavors. New flavors, well, yeah. totally wanted, wanted to hear about, about we that. We're gonna ask yeah. about what
1: you had in the pipeline, but we'll save it for the next time we yeah, have it on the yeah, podcast, yeah. I guess.
2: Yeah, it's fun though because we like we have to start with the cannabis, right? It's yeah. strategic. It's got to be a what's a tasty strain and b what's something we can get consistently. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Luckily there's a lot of oversupply uh, in the market right now with with certain stuff, but some of them that line up with the drinks we're we're working on. So Wow, we look yeah, forward to hearing like more, man. That's yeah. really
1: exciting stuff. Um we'll we'll leave that there. I won't pry too much. <laughs> um, you know. Um did you wanna ask Matt any other questions here, Charlie, before we wrap up? I think you had something you wanted to say.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I wanted to definitely hear about what he had in the pipeline. Sound like it's a lot a lot of uh work to do, but um
2: yeah, I think, I guess what I could say is we're, we're, it's a priority to develop like a sativa forward, um, beverage. Average. Yeah. Uh. Like sort of be a compliment um, yeah. to the chair, black cherry Yeah, We don't want to cannibalize this one too much. So I think the flavor profile will match what you something would expect. For those from sativa a... divas out yeah, there. Exactly. So, yeah. we can, so we
1: can, without giving away too much information, yeah. something a little more. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Find you on the dance floor. More dance, yeah. a little more wavy <laughs> yes, body buzz. Summer, guess, summery, more, right? Summer, yeah. summer vibes. Yeah. Maybe. It's yeah. That. Yeah. So that's, that's fun. We're, we're just getting that going right now.
1: Very exciting, man. Um, is there, Any other, is it beverages it for the sheesh brand? Are you guys going to ever touch anything else? Is there any other bigger vision there for expanding the brand in another category?
2: I think when the time is right, it makes sense. But I don't want to confuse things. Like, I think once you branch out into edibles, let's say, or vapes, which Mm -hmm. would be a pretty natural extension, then you're more of like a rosin company Mm -hmm. versus a drink company. And we want to establish ourselves as the full-spectrum like top of the mountain brand, uh, of, beverage. The focus. so I think if we kicked out into different categories, uh, which we could do like, you know, right now, if we wanted to, it might, uh, Spread you thin. yeah. And, and sort of muddy the, the, the brand and, and, um, what our value proposition is and that kind of stuff. So I'd love to, there's, there's so, I have some pretty funny ideas for some edibles and, uh, <laughs> Uh, and stuff, you know, for, for vapes, which would make sense. But, uh, yeah, we just got to get the, the drinks firmly kind of rooted across Canada and then we'll start to look at that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, everybody wants to play Willy Wonka, but one thing's at a time. I, Andrew, I, one thing oh, yeah. at a time, I yeah. guess. Right? I, don't know what you mean. I like let, it though. Do, do one thing and do it very well, right? Like,
2: yeah, I mean, that's a lesson that, uh, I've learned personally in the industry over the last couple of years and definitely seen a lot of companies learn is, uh, figure out what your niche is and, and just stick to that basically. You know, I think there was a time when every cannabis company thought they sort of like could and should do everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that obviously hasn't really borne fruit for too many of them. It right? hasn't worked out for too many yeah. of them. We can agree on that one. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. man. Um, oh, yeah.
0: Interesting to see that shape and fold.
2: Oh yeah. 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 Like, yeah, there's a lot of turmoil right now. Um, but that's also opportunity right uh, exactly yeah. And yeah.
1: the real ones are sticking in staying in this thing i think yeah uh, the real ones are showing up on our podcast
2: so. actually been something that uh, is like uh tangible i think over the last like two years uh, i used to we used to always joke like i'd end up in rooms full of assholes a lot and i'd find <laughs> one non-asshole and then we would like hang out and keep in hey, touch you know hey. yeah and now I've got a whole like stable of, of people who fit that description, but I, I feel like less and less, there's like no easy money left in the industry anymore, right? That's so it. the the sharks are kind of like onto something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm having the suits
1: are onto the mushroom thing or the sure, next thing. Yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever
2: it whatever is. is the, so the now the, the conversations going. are a lot more substantive. It's people that are in it for the long haul, that love cannabis, that want to see it succeed. That Those are m- more of the conversations I'm having now versus. Uh, back in the day it was a lot more sort of smoke and mirrors and uh yeah you know, uh big talk I guess
1: agreed Matt <laughs> agreed um where uh so where can everybody find you I guess a plug we're 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 in Ontario we're launching in Alberta yeah do you guys have a website
2: we know. do Sheeshsodas.com. Sh- Sh- check so- it out
1: Sheeshsodas.com. um
2: something I should mention is uh we haven't done a, a promo campaign for this yet but this thing is live we have something called the pot line okay so it's it's one eight three three potline. pot line and the the, the idea <laughs> nice. is just when you're stoned give us a call say whatever you want um and you know drop a gem on us basically and and the ones we like you'll see on our uh, stories on our Instagram. That's a I great like, idea. Okay, yeah. I love that. Yeah, so just call the potline,
1: everybody. Call and yeah. say hello. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, one eight eight
2: Yeah. One eight three three potline. Okay. Yeah. One But yeah, you can check us Instagram
1: at she sodas. She sodas.
2: Yeah. My favorite tool for checking out where we're at is highbuddy.ca yeah. um, yep. I think we're in upwards of 400 stores in Ontario now so there's, wow, a, there's a good chance you can find us you yeah. can find
1: us in Queen Street West at oh, 821 we Queen Street, Street West us. Yeah, yeah definitely she so does
2: exactly. stocked
1: in our fridge so come have one anytime with yeah. us guys
2: yeah, thank you so much back. for uh for bringing the product in and, and and for having me today. It's been a blast. Yeah, man, so much fun to have you on the
1: podcast. Uh remember everybody, you can you can reach me and Charlie if there's anything we missed. Uh hit us up at Sean at, at higherorbit.ca or Charlie, Charlie at, high, higher, at HigherOrbit.ca, We're also on Instagram at higherorbit and uh our website's at is higher higherorbit.ca, higherorbit.ca. Thanks for joining the podcast and uh,
0: yeah, we don't have our wanna, showrunner wanna drinks.
1: Too. A lot of she soda. I, I, I promised him I would mention that. It's like <laughs> yeah. a case a week. It's ridiculous, Matt. So Yeah, and you're wait, definitely nominated. You're definitely nominated
0: for a Space Traveler. Yes. Oh,
1: and you're well, nominated. I have to tell you, that was the last
0: piece we wanted to say. Absolutely. Our nominated. Inaugural Space Traveler Awards. Can't rewards. say who won yet. Okay. can't say who's one okay. okay. Out, we'll yeah. leave it there but, I'll, cross my, uh, I'll
2: cross my fingers guys thank you so much that's a what an honor <laughs> yeah until next time Matt. thanks yeah. for coming on the thanks. podcast thanks again we gotta open the shop <laughs> <laughs>